Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. Welcome to God Talk Friday on the Smarticle Podcast. Before we get going, let's find a couple of seconds to center ourselves. Here is your five seconds of silence brought to you by the Smarticle Podcast. Before we get into God Talk Friday, once again, I'd like to say if you could rate, review, and follow the Smarticle Podcast, that'd be great. Also, another way to help out the Smarticle Podcast would be to hire Brandon to host your bar mitzvah, to host your kids in Yara, to, he'll do weddings, funerals, whatever you might need as far as a voice. Brandon wants to come and participate. So go to smarticlepodcast.com. Send Brandon an email, and he'll come right out and host your daughter's quinceanera. That is not true, Larry. I will not do that. That is but, true. Well, maybe I would. Maybe I'd do a quinceanera. Of course you would. Okay. All right, I would. Would you? Thank you. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Somebody told me to come out and do their quinceanera. Done it. Do it. Yeah, it could be super fun. I will say we both were best man at someone's wedding, and we had to give this toast once. I mean, you both had to give a toast. And I remember I gave my toast, and you gave your toast, and then backstage we're talking, you're like, hey, man, it's a really good toast. Like, you were surprised that I could, you were like, oh, my God, you, you gave a, and I was like, well, I talk for a living. I, I could, I'm, I'm a public speaker, Brandon. I could get, you were just so shocked that I could give a meaningful toast. Well, because you're very rarely serious when, we, when we're together. So to hear you be serious about something, sometimes it's a little bit off-putting. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I can never tell. If you're going to be serious or not. If the moment calls for seriousness, Brandon, a wedding toast, I'll make the good people cry. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so hey, if somebody hires you, and this is a God Talk Friday, so we should be a little bit more yeah. here. And lo- lo- but, but if somebody hires you to be the best man at their wedding and give a toast, yeah. you do it. Like just Lou from, from Cleveland. Call, hey, Larry, I'd like you to be the best man. Of my I don't know. We don't know each other, but I want you to give the toast. Hey, Lou, I'd be honored, big boy. I'd be honored. <laughs> Would you have him send you some like some some bullet points so you could work it no, into your toast? No, you just go straight. no, no. I would be around Lou, feel his energy, and then I would be able through that feel, be able to give a toast. Feel his energy yeah, through kind of like his energy. aura. Would you yeah. sense his aura through his aura and his energy? Oh. I would be able to give pretty good sixty second on Lou. That's fascinating. All right, well, yeah. we'll keep that in mind out there, audience. Keep it in mind. Get into God Talk Friday. We're going through, or the people at the Center for Action and Contemplation, go through this series, Faithful Resilience, the Unity of Way. Here we go. Order by itself normally wants to eliminate any disorder in diversity. Disorder by itself closes off from any primal union, meaning, and eventually sanity in both people and systems. Reorder or transformation of people and systems happens when order and disorder are understood to work together not trained in a trusted mystery and some degree of tolerance for ambiguity and suffering, we will not proceed very far on the spiritual journey. In fact, we'll often run back to order when the going gets rough. Having faith doesn't have to do with being perfect. It has to do with staying in relationship, hanging in there, holding on to union as tightly as God holds on to us. You can make the argument, Brandon, Mm -hmm. this is exactly what's wrong with the American church, evangelicals are offering absolute 
certainty, which leaves no room for growth. We're stuck in certainty in America, black and white. We can't get out. Huh. Well, and I think that that is the big, I mean, the, the roars and the people at Center for Action and Contemplation are big on this term liminal space, that real growth happens in liminal space. Liminal space, it, uh, probably a better way to put it for the average person would be difficult times. When you are in a difficult time in your life is when real growth happens in your soul. It happens for you when you have to really, when you're out of control, when you don't, you can't kind of fix everything to make it work for you. I've often mentioned my father-in-law on the show, and the dude is the most, he has to do everything at the same time to feel good about it. So I think that what they're saying is, if you want to grow, you can't be like that. Yes. So what, what the, the easy question is then, why are more people realizing if everything else going well, you're not going to grow? And when you're not going well, well... Because I don't think they know that, Larry. I think the point is, is that how many people have enough self-reflection and ability to look at their life to say, hey, I, I need to fix this. I think they can look at it when, they, you know, when people become raging alcoholics or when they, their wife leaves them or their husband, whatever it is. I think they could say, oh... There's a problem, but I think that a lot of people spend their life in sort of this malaise where they, I get up every day at the same time and I have my coffee at the same time and I take a shower at the same time and I go to bed at the same, you know, and never, it never changes. And that's what makes you comfortable. I know as a person who had a lot of trauma as a kid, that change is really difficult for me, really difficult because it's about security. If I could control my world, if I could control how things go out, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is going to happen then, 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 then I feel safe. When those things are out of my control, when I no longer feel that safety, it's when it gets really stressful for me. Other people who grew up in very healthy, loving family, really like, oh, it's just a bad day. No big deal. It'll all work out. Oh, we need to do this instead of this. Ah, oh, no big deal. For me, that is brutal. It is so hard. It freaks me out. It's really hard. That's why for me, I have to purposely choose liminal space. I have to force myself into that knowing full well that it is going to be very, very uncomfortable for me because I know that I want my soul to grow. But I don't think most people are that way. I don't think most people think, oh, I, I want to grow as a human being. Therefore, in order to do that, I need to suffer a little bit. People don't like suffering. Yeah, and also, too, you have to feel and look lost. Like when people come to your house, everything has to be picked up. You can't uh, not have a beard and look scraggly. Like that's hard in America to like look like, I've been there a little bit like a, like a homeless person. <laughs> and, but, yeah. Well, you're going to be mean, judged, right? Totally. You're going to be judged. By the way, I mean, the one with my wife is like not having your house picked up. When you go to someone's house and everything's not picked up, you feel like you're part of their family because they didn't like bring it, you know, break out the mariachi music when you came <laughs> strolling into their house because it was like, they was just like, you're part of the family. We don't need to paint the house before you come over. It's funny. I'm trying to think about, have I been to somebody's house where it was like, I mean, obviously family is that way where when you go over to your family's house and they're not going to pick up for you because they're like, look, you're my brother. I'm not going to do that. We're, we're in this together. I mean, we've known each other our whole lives. Yeah. You know who I am. Right. I think that maybe that there is something in that. So should people not pick up their homes? <laughs> That's the question. And I think for us to me, if you came to my house and someone hadn't flushed the toilet, then you'd be like, well, they really weren't pretending like, cause normally we just don't Nobody flushes the toilet a lot in my house. So you can't even when they go number two. I don't know. Come on, bro. I'm just saying. 
If it's I know brown, it's a God flush talk. it down. <laughs> okay. If it's number one. Uh, we're the same way. We, we want to conserve water. I know California's yeah. conserve water. I don't, I don't know if that's – but I think culturally speaking that people might expect that. So I, but your point is well taken. If you're spending your whole life worrying about what someone else is going to think, it's going to be a real challenge for you to live a true and authentic life. I think that's roughly your point. Yeah, you know, there's there's science in this, and there's ambiguity, there's art, and there's data. I mean, I, I just think that's that's the paradox that we live in. And if you're sitting in data the whole time and never go to art, you're screwed. Yeah. And if you're in data, the kind of what they're saying, what we what Roar was saying, like you gotta let some art bring meaning to the data of waking up every day. Yeah, he's really big on the fact that we need both of them. That it's not one or the other. That we need that's both. It. We do need some order in our life, but we also need disorder we need we need to grow we can't live always in liminal space because it's too tough i mean he talks about like three different phases you get through so i mean that getting to the third phase is the most challenging phase of all soul work yeah because then you're pablo picasso sitting in your own poop in a filthy house like that's a true artist did he sit in his own poop in his house? i don't know i'm making that up but you know these he, he didn't do that hardcore real artists are people that just like are sitting in their felt. Yeah, but, but he's saying those people aren't, they're not healthy. They're no, just no, no, no. as unhealthy as anyone else. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to go, he talks about order, disorder, reorder, right? You got to go in between them. And I, it's, it's, it's a beautiful, like, hop in between. I've recently thought my life is way more artistic than it is data. Like, if I look mm. at my life as data, the 50-year-old man, haven't had a lot of success. It's not moving real, real well. But if I think of my life as an art piece, I'm way more comfortable with it. Way more comfortable. Yeah. Well, he talks about the three different phases. Simple consciousness, which is order. Number two would be complex conscious disorder. That's that liminal space. And number three, sort of the final version of it is non-dual consciousness. Like the non-dualistic brain, the black and the white. It has to be black. You and I have talked about this a lot. You have to be comfortable to live in the gray. You know why? Because most of life is gray. Somebody sent me a song the other day, and they were, it was like one of these really, these psalms where it was like, gosh, I hope God is like this, and you know, we are going to inherit the worth and all these things, and I was like, wow, that's a, that's a big ask of God, and I was, you know, somebody said, why was that? That's the Bible, and that's what, I'm like, but it's still challenging. I mean, you can be challenged by something that doesn't make sense to you. It doesn't all have to make sense at, at all at the same time. Can I say it is freaking adorable that someone sent you a song? It's freaking adorable. Why is no it so hard? No one's ever sent me a song. Yes, I've sent you psalms before. No. That is no. not, absolutely not true. I have absolutely sent you psalms. So did they send you? This is what I meant by you can't, it's hard to understand oh, no. to take you seriously because you're never serious. So did someone send you the text of a psalm or say they read Psalm 13? The text of a psalm. We've been exchanging with this men's group that I'm a member of Man. where we've been, instead of reading a book together, when something comes across that strikes us, we just send it out in this text thread of like, hey, this little, it's like a paragraph or less, you know, just like, hey, this something that really, you don't give any explanation to it. You just send it out. And if people want to comment it on, they can, and they don't have to, but it's been just really, for me, it's been great. It's made me start to think about like when I'm reading something, I'm like, wow, how is this impacting me? And would this impact others? So that's what that looked like. Okay. So I'm going to take it all back. Big Lou in Cleveland, do not send me an invite to come <laughs> to your wedding. I just want someone to send me a song. So go to the Smarticle podcast. Yeah. Just shoot me a little, hey, Larry, here's your song of the day. 
Shoot Larry a psalm. It will make him a better person. Yeah. It will force yeah. him to live a deeper, a more rich life. Appreciate that. Okay, Brandon, thank you for letting us live in the liminal space, even for just a moment today. 